What is even up? It's your boy Kremlin here, like in person with my boy Hackenstein. Welcome to the Hypnotic Hootout. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. <laughs> Watch out your beer. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> Indeed. Week of announcement and pre-announcement um, marketing efforts. Mm. Post-announcement depression. Yeah, <laughs> there was a fair bit of post-announcement depression indeed. It's it's weird how that is, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously it's it's just natural. You put so much effort into your thing, and then. Um, if it's not perfect and the world responds in unison uh, with definite silence. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get kind of bummed out about the whole ordeal. And yeah. But I, I think it, it's either way, maybe even. You know, right? If it works and all the people right, reply, you have so much work on your hands and then you kind of get burned out or if nobody replies, you <laughs> get depressed about that. It's probably just the exhaustion, no matter how it turns out, you're gonna have a... No, can't win. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like when you are finally going on vacation and you get sick. Mm. I think it's just when your body notices, okay, I'm not needed right now and just like, <laughs> All that energy you borrowed from tomorrow. I don't know, because I've I don't think I burned out per se. I I have enough energy. Mm. It's just that there's such a um, subliminal level of stress that's just like constantly humming in the background of my mind. That's kind of um, makes it hard to do anything else. Makes it uh, the hardest thing for me is to to just work to just code mm. because it feels like it's so pointless to code because either way like nobody cares or um, everyone hates you. <laughs> um, but isn't that part of what burnout is? Is it when you feel you can't do something no matter what the reason? Like I mean, if you were in a good place, you probably wouldn't have those anxieties like wearing you out in the back of your mind. Hmm. I thought like with burnout you just burn out so you have no energy left anymore. I mean that's a proper burnout of course. Yeah. I mean I don't think we like complete I mean we we're still sitting and talking so I'm guessing we're not we didn't crash and burn but I think that's part of the exhaustion just the there's a there is an inability to deal with all these pressures and anxieties if you're out of energy. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. And the because that's always there, right? But usually you don't pay it much mind or you mm -hmm. can balance it out and you know, you know not everybody actually hates you or something. You know, those thoughts, you, you have the energy to like ward them off. Mm -hmm. But when you've been exhausted to the point that you can't even fight that off anymore, I think that's, well, that's, yeah, maybe not a proper burnout, but certainly worn down energy. Yeah, maybe. I think for me at least it's it's you. It could be explained that 
you're working towards something mm -hmm. and you put work into it, maybe a lot of work, maybe not that much work, it doesn't really matter, I think. Because as soon as you reach the point and then obviously if nothing happens and then you you kind of fall down because there's no no next point to work towards to I mean there is one but it's like in in the future far away and and you didn't get like the um, you didn't get like the feedback you you were hoping for it's not just everything is fine now and you can relax and everything will work out it's still like unclear whether the whole project will be successful or not you just reached yeah you, you thought you would reach some kind of step where you could like rest on but yeah you step on it and you fall through completely now you don't know what to work on to you because i feel like i i should do some work but as soon as i start anything hmm. i feel like it's the wrong thing to work on right now and i get really yeah, really stressed and really bumped out about the whole thing and then mostly I just browse browse Twitter and I mean already everything gets worse. Yeah, uh, <laughs> especially right now, it's I mean really it really gets worse because you get so much more like negative stuff you can't really do anything about right now. Mm. I think that's the problem. I, I can't do anything about yeah the the stuff that that really I feel should be tackled right now, personally, professionally. And as a human being around the world, yeah, uh, yeah. wait, wait to start the <laughs> streamer. Yes, <Okay. laughs> as quickly say, "Hey, Vendisil, <laughs> yeah. how are you doing?" Also, thanks for hosting. And yes, we are doing something new because in our parts of the world, um, Corona is actually pretty much beat. I think we have occasionally one new case. Uh, yeah, it's going up a little bit again. Yeah, in sure. Berlin, for example, Berlin's not not doing well. No, but I mean, Berlin, you know, people in Berlin, they don't really give a damn. Uh, but Leipzig is fine. Leipzig, I think, last time I checked yesterday, had like 25 active cases. But um, it also only had one new one, I think. Yeah. It was like... Um, well, it's rather low, so... Mm -hmm. We decided to hang out in person for once. Will we keep doing this? Finally. Who knows? Yeah. Probably <laughs> we not. Will but see. <laughs> um, I mean, it's some effort to, to put everything up here. It is a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can also like hang out when we're not streaming it. So <laughs> <laughs> now we can again. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes. So we're trying. We're trying this. Hmm. Um, but I wanted to say something to your point. What was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, right. So now just the reason I'm thinking that there's no, that there's no winning, no matter whether a launch is successful or if it's kind of mediocre or kind of, hmm. um, and if it's successful, you know, you have so much work right at that point. That is the, that is the thing, um, because I remember with the day that after start, when that, you know, started circulating right. and suddenly that was on Reddit and people were like starting to follow me. I had like five followers yeah. before that and suddenly I had a hundred and yeah. people are writing about it and it's on the news and stuff. And it's like, there was no 
there was no calming down at that point. <laughs> that, was, that made me even more stressed out because mm. now I had to, like now people were like paying attention and so I had to, I don't know, be worthy of that. You wrote the posts explaining the stuff, you had to fight off. I mean, the day is especially tough for this, right? Because you really try to say something and mm. you were like uh, anxious about if it's coming off right, if you done some mistakes somewhere doing more hurt harm than good mm. yeah. i guess it's in general if if there is a positive response you feel like you have to do something with it like mm. you have to keep the momentum going right yeah. um like i mean when the pepper prince was out you know i'm glad that you were doing all the marketing stuff so i don't didn't have to but uh, yeah. certainly at that point we couldn't like stop and you know then you want to share the articles or respond to people. Or... The funny thing with the Pebble Prince for me was that because I wasn't in, very involved with the with making the game, mm -hmm. so I had this this layer of protection, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the marketing it was very stressful and it was a lot of work, but it didn't really stress me out that much because I knew what I had to do. Mm -hmm. I, I could do that. I had to the numbers to look at and to see. Okay. I mean, especially with like an ASCII game, you don't have any expectations. <laughs> and now we have at least the expectation that it should be doing better than the ASCII game. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have this in, at least in my memory, it felt pretty good as a release for me personally, mm. like emotionally, I guess. Yeah, and I think in general, it's a thing of you kind of, to keep yourself going, right? I mean, these last few weeks we've, kind of pushed ourselves to get all the stuff ready. And there was a lot of work. Oh, there's always a lot of work hmm. um, in the last, how do I say, the last 10% or 50% of the, take 50% of the time. Yeah. Um, and it's, and I think to keep yourself going, you know, you're, I don't think we would have the energy to do this like every single day. Um, yeah. And so you borrow energy from tomorrow and you do it on the promise that that it will, that something will happen, that something good will happen at this moment, and something will, like, make this feel really great, that all this worth work was worth least. something. <laughs> yeah. But I think true. either it happens and you have more work to do, so you need to borrow more energy until it runs out, hmm. or it just stops and whatever you promised yourself doesn't happen. Hmm. And so you just have this drop because there's no instant, wow, everything's amazing now. Yeah. What you are is exhausted from having borrowed so much energy from tomorrow, basically. So yeah, That's I guess it's a bit hectic now and then. Even though I don't really think I borrowed energy from tomorrow, I think like my my working the last weeks were were pretty healthy. Mm. I mm. don't know about you. <laughs> no, mine were not. Certainly not. So. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so the, this will just take a little bit off. Uh, I'm going to take some time off next week. Um, like also really take time off. Because, I mean, this whole this whole last month basically was pretty exhausting with everything going on mm. on top of it. And even though I've blocked a lot of uh, the social media and stuff, that's still not really helping me not look at it. No. Weirdly, <laughs> you found a way to around. <laughs> I mean, especially with the release and stuff, you know, we had to right. be on 
on there. And that's so the thing, and you always have it in, in your mind. Like, I have to maybe reply to someone. Let's just exactly. take a look, and then you're just scrolling again. That's true. That's certainly true. Yeah. I mean, I really, really limit how much time I look at social media, except Reddit. I, <laughs> I just get lost at Reddit. And, and is it helping? Um, you mean the Reddit browsing or the taking the, a break, limiting the, it? Limiting it. Yeah, it kind of does, kind of doesn't. I mean, Reddit, uh, Twitter, for example, calmed down at my end. Mm-hmm. In, I mean, at least compared to, to the weeks before. So that there's less, less um, chaos, destruction, human suffering, and more like criticizing again and uh, looking critical at what other people said, not like people dying and videos of the police being responsible. <laughs> um, that makes it a lot easier. But yeah, it kind of feels still like the world is burning. Mm. You know, and we are sitting here in quarantine trying to make games, <laughs> which is weird. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's been that, I guess. Indeed. But. Um, I guess one of the positives that came from the announcement that we didn't really um, account for is the positive response of the Linux community, right? Mm. Yes, that was nice. So we, we in our list of people we wrote, in our press list, we had one Linux site, Gaming on Linux, and they immediately asked us if the game would come out on Linux because we hadn't specified it anywhere. We were thinking of doing a Linux build. I mean, in Unity, it's... It's easy enough. Should should be doable. Mac as well. But testing Mac is always a piece of work because you need a Mac for that, and Linux is just easily installed. You can even do just a, a virtual machine or something. Um, yeah, but I mean, why not? If people are interested in having running Linux, we sh- probably should do that. So we told them, yeah. We, we are doing a Linux build and we got lots of re, um, replies, lots of likes and retweets. And it was really, didn't expect that. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Expect us to, to do more more into the direction of Linux. I think the with the game, um, the Wizard with Hard Edition, that is really um, a cool game that works on low-end machines as well. Hmm. Um, this is something we are definitely expanding on, I think. I mean, like if we have a game that, that's made for people that, um, or that, that works on low-end machines, why not make it a focus? Why not find our audience there, I, I think? Certainly seems like a good idea. What are you doing? Are you replying chat or are you banning the guy hassling <laughs> us? <laughs> I am um, well first of all logging in. Alright, so watch out. <laughs> we are reading chat, yeah, but mostly we dribble on. Yeah. That's um, what we do, just we're not easily offended either, so I don't know. 
why you would try to offend us, I guess. Um, anyway. The, yeah, I mean, have you used Linux? Um, here and there, but mostly just for like testing stuff or like learning about like servers and stuff. Uh, some some low key hacking things. <laughs> Nothing really exciting, but uh, yeah. And uh, on older machines, like when my uh, laptop starts giving out, then usually like a very lightweight Linux build lets it at right. least yeah. uh, be sort of usable. But um, beyond that, uh, mostly mostly a Windows user. So. Yeah, I don't know if I ever told you, but I mean, you, you must have known that in, in when we were studying. I was using Linux exclusively. I think, I think when school ended, like when was that? I oh, no idea. But I remember I, I wanted to go. I mean, I wanted to get into PC, and I wanted to really um, learn about computers. And I also had like a little bit of a hacking phase, and then obviously. I felt the need to install Linux. First thing I did was um, Debian, I think, was mm -hmm. the first distro I used. And back in the day, that, that like the setup was really complicated. So it took me, I think, I don't know, it took me at least a weekend, maybe more, to get my PC running again <laughs> with Linux. And I remember it was such a huge deal to get like the support for the graphics card and to to get the the monitor running and all that 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 stuff because you had to do it like all by hand. Yeah, but it was funny. You really felt like you understood your PC. And yeah, then after that, I used. Um, I think I, I pretty quickly got into Ubuntu, mm. which obviously like a lot of the people. <laughs> You know what? I think, like looking at chat, I think maybe we should give Wendesil a mod so he can do that. I mean, if he wants to. Yeah, do you want it? I mean, that would be like easiest thing. We can like, give give us mod at your channel and we can watch you and keep, keep your chat free of people harassing you. <laughs> mm. yeah, sure, why not? Because I do. Um, yeah. Yes, a nice community would be nice. Yeah. Anyway, so where was I? Linux, right? The, yeah, got into Ubuntu, but Ubuntu, like lots of Linux people hate Ubuntu with a passion mm. because it's it's kind of like the Windows XP of <laughs> um, Linux builds, I guess, Linux operating systems. I wanted to do an Arch Linux, which is like do everything from scratch. But yeah, before before I could do that, um, I was working professionally in video games, and Unity wasn't available for uh, Linux back in the day. So switching between Windows and Linux became less and less. Like playing most of game, most of the games I played were on Windows. So 
Yeah, and then some some day I, I reinstalled my PC and I realized, wow, there's a second <laughs> second partition that's free with a couple of gigabytes. All right, I had Linux installed at mm. some point. Whoops, yeah. So yeah, I, I'd love to do like more more games for Linux because um, I I did play quite a few games on Linux and I really had fun with it, like Tux Racer, uh, Battle for Wesner. Um, there were a lot of cool, not a lot of, there were a few cool games on Linux. Uh, it would be an honor to add another one, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose that's always been sort of our uh, focus to make it most uh, most accessible. Um, you know, when we did HTML games, that was obviously the idea there. Yeah. Um, right. The very first games I made uh, already with the hypnotic owl name before we even founded the company or anything were in Java, which now is, I don't even know what's going on with that anymore. Sometimes an update bugs me that doesn't work. Mm. It's pretty much discontinued, isn't it? Wasn't there something? I mean, I Mac no doesn't idea. support it anymore. I don't know. Uh, so, but I think we always wanted to have the availability for everything and yeah, so it makes sense. And it is just an export option, right? So you, it's not even that it's that much work. I think you you will have to do a lot of testing. But I don't know, I haven't tried yet. I mean, the... I've, I have the feeling that something like Linux with so many different um, setups yeah. and everything is something that's going to be... Well, it's going to probably be unavoidable that it sometimes doesn't work. Mm. But the good thing is that Unity does the work for us, mostly. Yeah. And so that's... I, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard that, like, um, if you do Linux builds, that then, yeah, like, 30% of all your support uh, energy will go into the Linux builds. And it's not really worth it, money-wise. But on the other hand, I at least had the feeling that the the Linux people they usually try to fix it themselves. They are not. I mean, they are asking you and they they want help, obviously. And there are a lot of people who don't know a lot of with mm. uh, PC and, and Linux and stuff who want you to help them. But usually they get around to doing it themselves. So I don't know if this is. Uh, we'll see if this will. Uh, cause us a lot of trouble or just give us um, yeah uh, a better target group I mean was the you need to spend a lot of time on it in general or when you distribute games of the unity uh, support I think in general because yeah I imagine that if you would have to do all of this yourself like the proper porting that works everywhere and something that that would probably be a lot of work. But mm. I'm guessing that Unity does uh, takes the brunt of the work there. I mean, I couldn't imagine what what we could even influence from within the editor about that. I guess like maybe some graphics options won't work or something. Mm. We'll have to to yeah test it. I, I guess didn't, so. didn't see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't even know what Unity will will what the output will look like of a Linux build. What's what's that? Is it? It's not an executable like in, in Windows, right? Oh, wait, but I have a couple, so but let's check you, that out. Why if you, yeah, if you upload it to Steam, 
like Steam will, will take the other part, right? You're just making a Unity build, uploading it to Steam, yeah. and then Steam will make sure that it's installable. Hmm. Yeah, generally. Well, I think it exports like a .lib if I don't if I remember correctly, or .x. Well, the lib is, is just a library, right? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing, but uh, I have, what have I put up? On? Wait, let me check what I have on itch, because I'm pretty sure I put something on itch that also has like dank horse or something. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it has. <laughs> has a, yeah, Linux build. So let's see, where do I have dank horse? Yep, that's on everything. <laughs> nice. And you did that cast with Unity, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. So, if I check out that file, what do we get? Hmm. Hmm. Tell tell us about something interesting while I look it up. Yeah, when it still says uh, maybe you have to add some compiler options because some code might not be compatible with the target platform, like Link has problems with uh, on iOS, right? Yeah, that, that's what I expect. But you probably just have to switch the platform in Unity, and then it will tell you what what works and what doesn't. And then you have to do some switches and stuff. Yeah, okay, so for Linux you get the .x86 and .x86 underscore 64. Basically the platform thingy. Okay, weird. I mean, I don't even know what an executable looks like on Linux, so I have no idea. Well, <laughs> different kinds. But okay. <laughs> I just assume that the people who use it know what to do with this. <laughs> uh, what did you want to look at? Uh, the data. Okay. So the, well, that's the, the usual it's folder. It's this, yeah? Mm, that always looks okay, like this. Okay, right. I mean, it might be that the resources or something, or the managed. But I think this always looks like this. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So. Okay, yeah, there's a couple of scripts in there. Screen selector. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. When I remember doing, like, uh, building the programs yourself to get them, <laughs> and it was always like pain in the butt. But yeah, I mean, most cases, like with Debian and Ubuntu is uh, basically Debian, you can install it from packet um, libraries. Mm. What's that called again? Oh man, it has been so long. <laughs> Packet managers, right? Yeah. Then you just go install and then the name, and then it does everything for you. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, I think it, it's 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 cool to see that there is um, that there are people interested in the game, and yeah. obviously not a lot of developers cater to Linux. Mm. So this could be an avenue to to easily increase the people playing the game especially if you have like a small game this seems to be worth it yeah. that's my impression also, right now 
I also got to see about the pepper prints um, when when that occurred to me or when we were asked about it. Mm. Uh, I had already started working on the next episode and done a bunch of changes, so I'm nervous about just exporting and hoping that mm. the previous ones still work and I didn't break anything. <laughs> so I guess ah, when the right. third one is done and we have done proper testing, then we can also uh, like make a couple builds for Mac and Linux. That shouldn't be too... I think we have a Game Maker license that includes that. Hopefully. I mean, I'd love mm. to see like a world where more people would use Linux. Mm. And I'd, I'd love to get back to Linux. I probably could, like with Steam and uh, Unity, having Linux builds. But... It's just that so many, so many cool games are on Windows, and I, I don't like going back and forth too much yeah i mean i could do like one build uh, like what like the linux build is for working and then the windows for relaxing but that seems like just too much effort <laughs> because like setting up linux the way i like it that takes that takes some time <laughs> yeah i see mm -hmm. so yeah that was great Yay for Linux people. Yes. So, I see you have a, a list of notes. Is that for, for the meetings and meetings topics? Uh, not meeting, but um, uh, for who who topics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just like to, to uh, over the week, I just, if I come to any topic I, I'd like to talk here, <laughs> I just write it down. Uh, yeah. Uh, what Linux distro is the question in chat? Um, if I would have to go back to Linux, I would probably start with um, Linux Mint, which forked off of Ubuntu. So it's pretty easy to install, lots of packet managers, lots of software you can just install right out of bed, so not much work to do. Yeah, I love, I love Mint. It was the, the last uh, distribution I worked with, but I feel that I would want to go Arch Linux because yeah, if you if you go Linux, why not do the whole way? Why not build the whole thing from ground up, and then yeah, you own everything. Yeah, it's too much work, but uh, it's. Just you own it. It feels like you know you know everything about your system. That that's what what I really hate when when uh, coding mm -hmm. is is when I, I have a break and then I come back to my own code and I don't know how everything <laughs> works anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or like working in the code of other people, which luckily we do very seldom. <laughs> then it's it just feels off. It, I just like stuff to be how I want it to be. And Linux Mint, I mean, most of the stuff works out of the box, especially um, like the whole um, audio and video codecs, which mm -hmm. is always, or at least back in the day, used to be a huge deal. Um, yeah. And that's just, I don't know, Ubuntu felt too bloatware for me, like lots of, lots of pre-installed software, which you can all, Uninstall, obviously. Mm. Um, yeah, but you could say that the same thing with 
Linux uh, with Windows 10, for example. But do you have there's just software you can't uninstall, which I hate, even though you don't use <laughs> it. I just I don't want it on my system, and it yeah. uh, and, and it tends to reinstall even. You get a new update and then it's installed again. It, uh, some other software, obviously, the, the software you can't uninstall, you can't uninstall. There's nothing you can do, and this this really robs me the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess Windows was always like that, and now it's just gotten worse. I mean, you can't, you couldn't never uninstall the Internet Explorer or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah always forced to have that, even if you don't use it. And I guess now they just. I mean, I haven't even gone through all of it, uh, but like Skype and stuff. I don't, I don't even use this just on there, and I don't you think can, I can really. Can, can I get rid of that? You can uninstall Skype, yeah. Well, at least that, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's lots of other stuff you can uninstall for some reason or another. Mm. I mean, I understand with uh, with Windows uh, with Internet Explorer because they use it for some um, system stuff. They just want to know there's a browser on there that we can use, and then they so okay, well. But now they have Edge on there as well. <laughs> I mean, I just got an update with Edge, and then they were like, oh, now you can uh, view PDFs inside of Edge. And I was like, wow, wow that's wow. And to celebrate this, it, now it asks me every time I open any file, do you want to open it with Edge? Maybe <laughs> Edge can now open it. And you have to, to click on, no, I want to always open it with the other one. And yeah, asking you to, to switch to uh, Edge as a, your main browser as well, which I get if you use like Internet Explorer, mm, it's an sure. upgrade, but <laughs> who uses Internet Explorer still? Yeah, I think the last one that I used was uh, Kali Linux. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was like for hacking, penetration testing, yeah. stuff like that. Um, oh yes. I didn't really do much with it. <laughs> I did not. It's, it's enough that you can like open up the console and uh, feel yes, like yes. a hacker already. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was just following some uh, tutorials because I was curious about. I was mostly curious mm. about um, getting into other Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, just because, <laughs> like. Somehow with traveling, I often get into a situation where I just I don't have internet, yeah. and I'm like, if I could just just get into one of those. Apparently, it's not too hard. I mean, like most... it is not. I looked at how to do it. I tried a bit. You need um, a specific sort of uh, antenna for it. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not not that hectic actually. So maybe yeah. I'll try that sometime. Well, of course it's I won't. Hopefully, it's very illegal. only legal stuff for it me. I would never do such illegal. a thing. I would only try to hack my own Wi-Fi. Obviously, I am not even sure if that's legal. To be honest, well, it's mine. I mean, <laughs> what if I forgot it, the password? Just to install it uh, and to to have the software, you need a good reason for. You know that, and if you don't have one, it's illegal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, just to quickly answer Jim Boy's question. Uh, yes, we are game developers. That's what we're doing here, talking about our life as 
indie devs. Right. That's and why this is also depressing. Mm. <laughs> and that they're like, oh, oh, wait, oh, that's yes, the game, our latest, just announced last week. And you can get it on Linux. So if you feel like it, yeah. throw us a wish list. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we, we are full-time indie devs, right? Yeah. For now, seven years. Yeah. Officially. Seven years without a hit. <laughs> technically, we've done it for eight. Right. Yeah. Um, so what was Windowsill saying? On the topic of Windows, in Windows 10, they plan to remove the control panel in favor of a settings app. Yeah, I think I saw it. So there's a further shift to apps instead of direct control of the system. That's so weird. It's very, very annoying. I don't... I also had that conversation about um, phones the other day, the whole iPhone, or like, I guess, in general, how mm. kind of Mac and versus Windows, because it really bothers me about specifically iPhones, how little control over the system you have. I mean, with some of these, you know, you're also kind of limited. They also have apps on them, mm. uh, like the Samsung uh, phone that I have. This comes with a bunch of pre-installed apps that I don't want. I hate that. <laughs> that's, that's really the worst. But, and but, it's, it's not, not just like, uh, like space that they take from you, mm -hmm. that they sell you on. Oh, it's got so much space, <laughs> but then they install stuff on it. But they, it's, it's uh, apps that snoop on you, that sell your data as well there. And I don't know about Samsung, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> they are not innocent. Okay, um, so Jimbo is a Java, Java dev right now. Well, at least you make money. <laughs> ah, but in reality, a front-end dev. So maybe you can tell us, we were wondering just now, is Java still a thing? Because to me, it kind of felt like it was shutting down. I guess maybe I was thinking of that Mac doesn't support it anymore, but also the recent updates it's been suggesting to me, they don't install anything. It felt like it was... Or were they saying that it's now, now you have to pay for it or something? There was something weird going on. I'm well, Adobe Flash is now closing. You, you heard that? Oh, is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I noticed that it kind of disappeared. Yeah, Adobe is telling you to uninstall Flash. If you still have it, you, you are supposed to uninstall it. What? I am still getting update notifications, and I keep clicking them away. Well, it doesn't stop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that might be the reason. <laughs> uh, okay, so Java is still massive in business. Yeah. Hmm. Figures. They, they usually don't like the recent software with all the <laughs> updates and security features. <laughs> yeah, and Windowsill, who now has a sword, thanks yes. to modding duties, yeah. is, says game dev is hard, but it's also a fun job. Yes, I guess, of course. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, as is much it, as we... Is it a fun job, though? <sighs> I don't know. Look, I have, I have worked a real job before and i'm you doing were a this game developer, right before yes. have you have you had another job i have uh, done um done the register at a souvenir shop oh okay wow i didn't know that about you have i done anything else i mean i did freelance uh, web design and stuff like that but... that's not a real job <laughs> so no my, but even my nephew can do that but even yeah i was 16. so but even even the game dev job where I worked for like a real company, the Delic Entertainment, um, was nowhere. It was still so much worse than this. Like, hmm. I mean, really, our biggest problem is 
we don't have as much success and as much money as we would like. We don't have really money. <laughs> but we also have no stress, no responsibilities. We, we can have a lot of stress. Because we make it for ourselves. But really, <laughs> that is our, of our own choosing. So That's the, the huge benefit, yeah. We, we are living on our own terms and we, we don't have a boss to cater to. Exactly. It's. I mean, we, did, we do get into fights <laughs> all the time about the stuff time. you would go into fight with your boss. But <laughs> at least we can't, um, I don't know, <laughs> we don't have to pull yeah. back because it's the boss guy who says it. And well, just do it. But it, is, it makes for a lot of freedom. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I could get away with working so little in a real job, which is still a lot, but it's too much. I can't. It's not for me, this type of what capitalism wants from us. But uh, I had this whole productivity discussion again. How, yeah. how much, how productive are you if you work eight days? Eight hours. Eight hours. I don't even know. Eight days a week. <laughs> that's <how> <laughs> that's right. kind of what they ideally want from you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, to just say, you know, like saying, no, I'm just going to take a week off or something. I mean, mm. I guess I could, you know, apply for vacation time or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it is very nice to like have this stress because you want to do it mm. rather than you have to do it. And that is that is a good part to get to be creative about things you care about. Yeah. And sure still it's stressful because you have to or at least we feel like we have to push ourselves um really, really hard to make it. We're still in, in the system. Although yeah. like we are our own boss, we, we still um stress about like making enough money, pay the rent and that obviously because we are now re stressful. responsible for that. Directly responsible. It's very stressful. We we can't um, just lay back, do our job, and uh, we'll we'll get money anyway. Except we get fired sometime, maybe. <laughs> but, that occasionally happens. Thankfully, yeah. uh, living in Germany, we have a very good uh, security net. Yeah. And asking of where we are in Germany, we are from Leipzig. Well, he's not from here. I am from here, but we both live from, here. From Constance. 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 <laughs> Where the um, lake is, lake of Constance. So, Eastern Germany, the top left of Saxony. Mm. Yeah, I'm from... <laughs> the, uh, the only last... Uh, South Germany. I think we're the only city in Saxony that is not overwhelmingly fascist in their voting. And That's uh, true, yeah. That's true. We're like the one liberal bastion <laughs> in our province. <laughs> There are a couple of Nazis here as well. Isn't our football team hated, <laughs> RB Leipzig? I have no idea at all. I don't follow football. I sometimes see them when there's a game. Yeah. Funnily enough, um, sometimes in South Africa, when I, you know, one or two Uber drivers I met hmm. knew about RB Leipzig. And it's like, what? what? <laughs> is, that, is that even in a big league? I thought they were like small time. I don't know. I think on your wedding, uh, it was also a guy who had like a, a German football jersey <laughs> on. I mean, I get sort of if they like follow like the first league or like um, the championship games or some stuff. But like RB Leipzig is are they even okay? I I'm curious now. What what rank is RB Leipzig? Okay, answering uh, the next question, 
Yes. Uh, we use uh, Unity to develop games. Yeah. We have started with um, HTML5 and JavaScript, done most of that, and then has, has done a little bit in um, these, uh, what's it, interactive fiction frameworks, Ink, maybe? Was it Ink? No, wait, I have never used an interactive fiction framework. I've oh. written them all myself. Oh, okay, of course you did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, but that's half of the fun, and I mean, it's easy enough to do. And Game Maker. No, they're third league. So why do people watch third league? What, because what kind of football watch. net do you have to be? <laughs> yeah, we, we have considered Godot just recently. Um, I'd like, I like Godot, but uh, <laughs> I've gotten so used to Unity. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the Linux Windows thing. You know, if you get used to something, uh, the change becomes very hard, especially with the export um, options and we have, uh, we ha at least I have, um, I've written a lot of stuff. I, I really like a lot of code. I reuse and really build kind of a framework for me to work in. So that's the reason why I'm very hesitant to, to switch. And I think if, I, if we would switch, we would probably switch to Unreal Engine first. Because that, that's like... That is a very good-looking engine. Yeah. I'm very curious about it, but mostly from the filmmaking side of it. Hmm. I'm very fascinated by their... Yeah, by them. They, they had a... Um, what do you call it? Like a short film that was sort of like as a hmm. promo for the thing. And yeah. I watched the making of stuff, like how they used... Uh, like virtual cameras and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And their... They're level editors to basically create a 3D environments, and it was very pretty, and it's very, uh, very, very cool. Mm. Um, so that would be interesting. Just mm. didn't they also? What was that show that we liked? The Mandalorian. That right. was also Unreal, yeah. right? Yeah, it's Unreal. Yeah, that is so fascinating. That's mm. pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Really cool stuff. Yeah, obviously the whole licensing uh, stuff is is part of the problem so in unity you can get the license for free up until uh, you make a million bucks or something yeah then you have to pay for it and unity um, you can use the um, free license up until you make i think 100,000 euros um, but you have to have the uh, Windows is just saying it's for yeah. less than 100k, but didn't they bump that up recently? I thought I heard something that they... Mm, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but you have to remove to uh, pay to remove the splashed screen, which, I mean, we will start in early access, so I'm willing to leave it in. Just, I don't, you know, it, it, it looks bad, but I'm too cheap to pay like a lot of money just to get rid of this, the, the splash screen. It's just, it's ridiculous. It just feels like a, a um, like a status thing. Yeah. Like, oh, we can't pay the money, but we, we really can't. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep the money, leave the splash screen on. Um, yeah, I guess we'll... I guess we'll see. I mean, it's mm. it's sadly through all those asset flips and uh, really shitty cheap games uh, that were just patched together through the Unity asset store. Unity has become 
kind of synonymous with crap. <laughs> and that's sort of the downside of having the, yeah. the splash. But really, it's a good engine. And what you make with an engine... Like, an engine can't be bad in terms of uh, yeah. of the games that come out of it. I mean, of course it can be a bad... Um, uh, a bad game or the engine can be bad I guess if it doesn't provide functionality but really the games that come out of it are defined by what you make with it yeah. and so so yeah, it's a bit bit sad but I mean some cool games came out of it um, like uh, Ubisoft made a couple with this Grow Home or Grow Up or both Unity you mean? they were made in Unity yeah. I mean Hearthstone is made in Unity oh really? you would never think of it yeah um yeah, I, I don't know. I like I like working in Unity, but it's just like we we got used to it. There was this was like the best option at the time, and yeah, I think we could make the, the switch somehow. And if Godot like continues to improve, I'd love to switch to Godot. To be honest, switch to Godot, switch to Linux, get rid of all the <laughs> yes, capitalist shitty <laughs> software development Microsoft. Oh, for sure. I mean, okay, I, I try to swear less on this, so it's just <laughs> so yes, kind just, of here. Just the open source element of it, I find yeah. very intriguing um, to have that level of control if you need something. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, so we'll see what the future brings. We'll do this game and Unity and then... I mean, it, that's usually our thing. We. We are always behind the curve, and we often <laughs> often change systems just, just to make a things, couple of years late. Yeah, just to make <laughs> things more difficult for us. So it could be next game is isn't good all. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right. So what else do we have on the menu? Um. So you wanted me to remind you of uh, the free Epic Games. So maybe we can do this in the uh, thing today. Um, for sure. Three no new free games on Epic. Mm -hmm. One of which is pretty neat. Yes, thanks for the block, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> great, great block. Um, so what's it uh, today on the Epic Store? It was, damn it, I forgot. Uh, the Escapists 2, which I somehow always um, confuse with the uh, uh, Prison Architect, because it looks sim mm. similar of style. Maybe we can look into it, see if it's um, Let's similar developers at least. So, where's my browser? Yeah. There we go. Nice. Cool, cool. Um, then there was the, the Killing Floor 2. That's the game I was looking for, Killing Floor 2. Uh, it's a cooperative um, first-person shooter game. Yeah, first-person. Hmm. And where you just have to survive um, waves of waves of different kinds of zombies. And I think it was like one of the first um, kind of survival zombie Co-op games, at least it was one of the first I really played with my buddies, and we had a lot of fun. It was it was really really cool. Um, I look forward to trying the second part. Um, I think it started even as a mod for 
maybe Half-Life 2, maybe something else. I don't remember Unreal, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Solace mod became popular because it's just fun. Like you, you have like waves of wave and it's really a lot of zombies and you'd have to shoot your way through, protect your bodies and then um, there's like a downtime before the next wave and you, yeah, you, you run around um, looking for um, for the next, uh, for new weapons and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then there's Lifeless Planet, the premiere edition. Premiere edition is also cool. Maybe we should have called it the Wizard the Premiere Edition. <laughs> I haven't heard of Lifeless Planet. Um, I know that game. We will tell you about it in a second. Oh, nice. So if you, if you couldn't hear that, uh, Hannes is, is getting the next beers. <laughs> uh, I think he knows about Lifeless Planet. Yes, I do. And. Post. Stößchen. So, wait, so let's switch over to this real quick. Hmm. Let's see, transition. There we go. So, first off, Lifeless Planet. So, this is kind of a walking simulator, I guess. Like, I played it actually, uh, and it's just this. Oh, you just okay. run around. And. It looks kind of neat. I like the third person perspective for a, yeah. for a walking simulator. Do? Because most walking simulators are first person, right? Yeah. So they and don't I mean, have I'm to sure animate it's the meant character. To be one. It's, kind of, it's kind of hard to describe what it is. It feels like a walking simulator because you don't really do anything. I mean, you mm -hmm. saw you have some jumping, there's some puzzles here and there, but it's also limited or minimalist. And you just kind of walk around for a long while, and you also walk distances. Like it's, hmm. it's kind of weird. So nothing happens really, but I still found it sort of interesting. Um, so I don't know if I would necessarily, but I mean it's free right now. Hmm. So I mean check it out. I, yeah. I don't know if I would recommend it. Usually, hmm. I enjoyed it, but it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of an empty game. <laughs> hmm. But then that's what it says on the box, right? <laughs> Lifeless yeah. Planet. Looking at games like that, I always feel like we should do something like this. Ah, See, it yes. looks so easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it's... Yeah. Okay. So there's that, and then you said the escape is... Yeah, let's not look at uh, Killing Floor 2, because it's, you have to be 18 or older. So <gasps> not look at that. And it, it kind of looks from the style, it looks very much like uh, Prison Architect, which supposedly is pretty cool. Never played it though. Let's see, who did make this? Introversion oh, software. I even got co op mode. So maybe I'll try it with my girlfriend. So, Prison Architect is introversion software, and Escape and is something, someone else, I think. Two is by. Moldy Tooth Why with an F. Craft. Hmm. Moldy Tooth. I and gotta P17. say, seventeen. That that rings a bell. Yeah, that does ring a bell. What is Team Seventeen? Why do I know this? Oh, they did Overcooked. Ah, right. And ukulele. Oh, was it a puppet? Huh? 
Yeah, it's publishing. Maybe that's why. But I, I gotta say, watching the trailer doesn't really get me. It doesn't really... Not it's making not me feel anything. I, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't need to play this game. Yeah. Mm. And you said Killing Floor. Yeah. But again, Killing Floor is 18+, plus, so I don't know. We want to watch the trailer here. <laughs> oh, you think that the trailer is going to be too violent? Yeah, it's going to be too violent for sure. Well, you can look at the picture, I guess. Okay. Killing floor. Yeah. Not four. There it is. <gasps> Should we continue to the mature content? Let's do it. Well, it's recommended, isn't it? Oh, no, the yeah, trailer's already playing. Pause it. Pause it. Well, we can see what it is, and we, oh. we look away when it gets too violent. Yeah. Is this look. already too violent? Okay, so... <laughs> Oh, it's just those two. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's just pretty mindless um, killing zombies. But it's fun to do it like cooperatively. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Aha. So, yes. Cool. Free games. Definitely. I don't, I don't think you should feel bad to support Epic at this point. I know there's a controversy or there was one. I mean, I think it's kind of got kind of pointless after the recent events in the world. But yeah, Steam, Epic Games, Steam isn't great either. So if you if you are a hardcore good old games person, good on you. Well, it's nothing you, for you here then. But if you're like a Steam user, uh, there's no there's nothing you really can look down on on Epic. Okay, there there's a lot of things you could look down on, but I don't <laughs> feel this is really necessary to make it difference here so I, i'd go with uh take the free games and then think about if you want to support the epic games store more by buying stuff that's that's your that's mm. your thing then so death priest says that killing floor 2 gets boring fast and it feels like a game meant to be played by five players on high difficulty over voice chat otherwise it feels boring and too easy so it's a it's a co-op game then yeah you said that Think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really um, how would you say uh, kurzweilig? Kurzweilig, uh, it's like kind of. If you want to have fun for for a day with your friends, but it's not something you're going to play like every day or every week with your friends mm -hmm. over and over. All right. Yep. Um, have a good day, Wendersil. See you next time. And uh, Jimboy says, just looked at your about page, you guys seem like a great team. Oh, thank you. You can both make a game alone, but Jan seems more idea-led and Hannah seems more art-led. Um, I, I think I would categorize as you are sort of the gameplay mechanics person and I'm the narrative yeah. making games annoying person. For sure. <laughs> Most, most of the time, yeah. I, I have an idea, like a concept, but the mechanics are really vital to my games. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you, you like combat systems and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. I like systems. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from combat, but combat is just feels so, so <laughs> natural for games. But I really, I really think combat is overused and I don't want to repeat like, the, the same games over and over again. Um, and like make violence the only option mm. 
or like even just um, a good option I feel is slightly problematic if you really think about it. I mean there was a time just like the last I don't know, 10-20 years where people didn't really think about that maybe violence isn't the best but we had like this um, games are too violent movement and people had to push against that with making games more violent and more violent but nobody really thought like critically about what what the problem here is it's more like, like it looks too realistic and people could start uh, becoming violent by playing it mm. and nobody really re realized that it's just the problem is if you uh, have a medium any kind of entertainment or otherwise and you tell stories with this and violence is always like the best option or the only option that you are yeah it really seems like we're very very um like still stuck in repeating what the first games were sort of right so you have yeah. because it kind of kind of started with like tetris and pong and stuff like that which is sort of we still do puzzle games and like casual and then you have the dooms and okay. it seems like everything was kind of built Maybe around it, it at some I point think it started with before before doom there was um missile defense and like the wargaming came really really mm -hmm. early on into right. this uh, same with the board games you know the the early tabletop stuff was a lot of war games mm. like people uh, planned stuff on tables for their war and then they uh, found that maybe this is a cool thing to train people on being a tactician mm -hmm. and that's how the, the war gaming came from so it's even more insidious kind of interesting i mean the history of, of of humanity is riddled with war so obviously it plays a huge role but i, f I think we are at a point where we really have to get away from war and violence and we have to find ways to live together and and but that's sort of the thing right because sure wars exist and i guess conflict is exciting but really yeah. more than war we have had cooperation like most of we True. we don't experience like actual war here no. but we do yes. experience a lot of cooperation like every day we cooperate with people like, it's kind of yeah conflict makes something interesting but i feel like it's sort of weird that we so focus on these things and i wonder why that is like that there was so, such a focus on like zeroing in on like you know the murder simulator <laughs> as it got called in the 90s <laughs> but yeah. um instead of because it's now really hard to we've talked about this uh, over the years a lot like what can you actually do to have an engaging game game loop? Yeah. Um, that is maybe now about anything else. Like uh, we we talked at some point about diplomacy or like uh, the art of negotiation or uh, really anything that is not just click to murder. Yeah. Because if you take the contextualization away, you know that thing that is fun is that it's like kind of simple you have a goal you achieve it and that has to be possible in other get, things get than feedback get really yeah very immediate feedback really yeah. click the pixels away basically yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i guess that's fun in puzzle games <laughs> i guess that was the fun of what was it the thing with the cube hmm. where you tap away all the cubes until someone tapped the last yeah, cube the... by molina 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you something <laughs> curiosity or something. Curiosity cube. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it's it's yeah um it's certainly weird how hard it is to think now about anything that hasn't mm. to do with violence because i guess everything is always built on mm. the thing that was there before and so it's really hard to think about what can mm. games also be because we haven't seen it that much yet that much yeah i mean if you look at what games are really popular Mm-hmm. It's always games where you play with other people. It's always co-op games. It's multiplayer games. People are humans are social animals, as they always say. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that that was like the big thing that um, helped humans to grow to the population we are now. That we cooperated, but uh, some somewhere around that point, we we became just like groups and other groups, and f- the groups fought for territory and then we grew until like fighting for territory wasn't really an option anymore because we already had everything there weren't any really groups anymore and now we we need to find ways to cooperate and to get rid of this sentiment that we have to fight to survive this um, capitalist idea of that uh what's it not confrontation is better than cooperation mm-hmm. Yeah, that that like if you have that it's good that you have like a thousand brands of bread because then they have to compete with each other, right? Competition. Yeah. I think like if, if we would source everything together uh, and cooperate on a on a global level, like we do with Wikipedia for example. Yes. Right? Com- where is the competition for Wikipedia? <laughs> there is none. Yeah. And it it's the best um it's the best. Uh, what's, uh, what's the word for for this lexicon? Uh, encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. Yeah, it's it's the best one there there is, and it's because humans came together and work together. And yeah. yeah, I think we we need to find ways to um, to speed up the development of our human consciousness to. Mm-hmm bring us together before it's too late and we all die <laughs> and yeah i mean there are so many options of how we could die right now so <laughs> the climate change is one thing but i mean i, I i'm yeah. sure you don't want to hear it but it goes <sighs> you can. wait let me just quickly catch up on the chat all right so, yeah so um Jimboy is saying it's hard to make a co-op game that isn't about us versus them Minecraft is the best example of a co-op game that isn't conflict-led. That's true. Minecraft is actually it's actually great that that is so successful. Yeah, and it's really just about creativity and like seeing what other people. And of course, there's always one asshole who tries to wreck it for everybody. But uh, yeah, usually, you one, but, yeah. put them. You know, you work together and just see cool stuff that people build, and yeah. they come up with amazing things like the creativity and the inventiveness in there. It's, it's awesome. It's yeah. great. It really is. It really is. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if this is the the best. Um, I mean, it's the biggest for sure. It's the biggest. But it isn't conflict led. Are there any co-op games that aren't conflict led? Oh, a lot. Um, like in the HIO bundle, in the racial justice bundle. Yeah. There's a really cool game. It's called. It's very short, but it's lovely. It's called Ollie and Bolly. Mm-hmm. And you just play uh, like bumbling 
blob-like per people, <laughs> and you have to to set up, uh, repair some stuff. But you, you sometimes you, you sometimes walk into one direction, you can't stop, and you just keep walking. You have to push against it <laughs> because it just like gets the momentum. And then they, they only can they can walk and they can hold one thing, mm -hmm. and they can jump. That's all they can do. And you're, you're two people, so you can hold up each other to reach high places. And uh, it's lovely. I played with my girlfriend. We had like a lot of fun. It's unfortunately it's just like one level, more or less, like one like a couple of screens. And if you, I don't think we we managed to do everything. And I think it doesn't. Uh, safe, so we would have to start from the beginning. So that was a little bit um, disappointing. Mm -hmm. right. But I really would, like this. Um, I think maybe IE, EI, IE, always come. But you can just yeah, yeah. It, I, IE should be yeah. There it is. Ah, okay. So let's yeah. throw that up real quick. Yeah. Wait, that's so lovely. It's just like pure wholesomeness. Uh, it's funny in the way you have to um, cooperate. And I really think there there is an um, there's a huge potential for for a game like that where you can play with more than two people mm -hmm. because I think you you have to be two people and you give them these little interact action possibilities. Um, maybe maybe throw in the trailer or something. Yeah. Um, and then they have to cooperate to think something. It's unfortunate that I don't have my uh, game idea notes here because I think I wrote something down playing <laughs> it. But like that, there should be. I don't know if it needs to be like an MMO or something. It's also like the the art style. It's so simple, but so distinctly different. Yeah, the sheep are great too. <laughs> and they all walk so, so weirdly. <laughs> and it's really physical as well. just so we don't forget if you want to help us there's one easy way <laughs> go go to our website um, wishlist our game retweet and tell it, people about and it tell people about it yeah right now we're mostly in the trying to build awareness phase um, yeah staffing wise we're pretty much set but uh, we always need more people mm. to tell people about it yeah. and of course yeah wishlist always helps we also have some, I guess we can mention that real quick. There are some cool wish list rewards that we came up right, with. Right, yeah. uh, I guess we can show them. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, I think I want to make more games uh, that focus on cooperation between people, more multiplayer games maybe. Um, and games that, that have conflicts that aren't like physical violent conflicts between humans yeah so quick switcheroo yeah do it transition okay so so yeah we wait how can i make this bigger 
Uh, I think it's fine. So we now like about a couple hundred wish lists. Um, if we reach 250, we will start a Discord so you guys can hang out with us, um, ask us questions, and obviously that's the way to get into the alpha and beta when we have it. Yep. Then 500 wish lists, we will do regular dev streams so you can watch us develop the game, watch us make levels, uh, play around with the visuals, create new spells, and yeah, have maybe even some influence on that. And then, 1000 wish lists, we will start giveaways. We have keys in mind for Pepper Prince, but also for the wizard and like everyone who's like now Discord at the time and um, has wishlisted the game will be eligible for those. Yes. Yeah. And then. And soundtrack and stuff. Yeah, soundtrack, right. And then we have a secret goal. And then mm. if we reach 5,000, uh, we'll, we'll even do some merch giveaways. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if, if maybe merch isn't really telling the whole story. Maybe we should write merch giveaways so people know that it's not like we are making merch. On the, yeah, on the Steam page, there's an explanation below yeah, it. But who reads the explanation? <laughs> You know, you know all players. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, wishlist the game. Uh, you will help us, and you will gain some cool um, stuff in the process. It didn't really fit into it. Yeah, it's a very long word. <laughs> also, that's monthly. I mean, all right. So not not one time, but yes. the sooner we reach the limit, the uh, the goals, the sooner we will start with the monthly giveaways. Yes. So, yeah. But yeah, um, Jimbo was asking about coding. Now we are pretty much set on that front. Um, we, yeah, we barely find enough work for two of us. So <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, coding. Thank you for the offer. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So wait, let's see what. Um, switch back okay but you were gonna say something before i said let's chat, uh, catch up with the chat real quick i think you wanted to talk about climate change and stuff ah right climate change right so i think a couple of weeks back you uh <laughs> told me that you didn't think that trump will give up the presidency even mm -hmm. if he loses and i was like ah nah he can't do that he's not that kind of and I still believe he isn't. However, I kind of read up on the Trump-Russia connections. Mm -hmm. And did you know that Trump uh, had $4 billion... Um, Investments? Uh, no, no. What's the... If you don't have it, you... Debt? Debt. Yeah, mm -hmm. $4 billion debt. Uh, he, because he, he <laughs> his casinos didn't work. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. First person who ruined a casino, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's ca maybe nothing are he hard, does works like the fake university, all his <laughs> buildings that he builds and then doesn't pay people. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, he's just. But it does work for him. He gets away with it, but yeah. none of his business adventures actually work. <laughs> but there was this point where he had like four billion in in um, debt, and no bank was going to touch him, and yeah. then. Uh, he went over to Russia and 
then a connection started. Mm -hmm. Russian mobsters started buying uh, apartments in his Trump building. They started, um, he started selling his name to them and they used the, his, his tower to launder money in big ways and it, it became bigger and bigger and he's really entrenched with the Russian mob and the Russian mob as it turns out is uh, the, the head of the Russian mob is Putin who recently um, managed to change um, the system in Russia so he can stay president for how long he wants. Yeah. Um, so I'm not so positive anymore about that whole thing <laughs> because the, I don't think Putin wants to, to let Trump go mm. and you probably didn't hear, hear that, but, um, Kanye West started a presidential bid. I did hear that. Yes. Yeah. So he will funnel away, um, I guess lots of, um, votes and probably not from the Republican voters. Um, so I don't know. I, I think Trump can still win. That's the one thing. Yeah. And the second thing is, it could be that, I mean, looking at how he went um, through, how, how he used like the military and the police to force, uh, to, to quench peaceful protesters with violence. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I was I always believed that Trump would do that. I just was hoping that like the police and like the rest of America would say like okay, TV host dude, uh, <laughs> that's far enough. That's that's not how we do things. But no, they they complied and oh man, I, I saw a lot of other horrible stuff too. Mm. So um, that I won't go into. So yeah, I I feel like maybe it, it really feels like that. Russia is not only undermining uh, the U.S., mm. but uh, wedging, like um, making the U.S. fight China. And China seems to be like the second biggest force here and getting uh, wedging the U.S. out of the NATO and all the, the stuff. So, like, yeah. And I, I'm really afraid of Russia, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Um... In regards to the it would be a good love with Kanye as president, um, the thing is, that's also what people said about Trump before he was elected. Yeah. It would be so funny if Trump was president because he's an idiot. The thing is, idiots are dangerous because obviously they're not actually doing anything. It's the dangerous people behind them that can exactly. use them. Yeah, they're, they're not there at that point because they, they are just stupid and stumbled into the voting booth. Or yeah. the election booth, whatever that, uh, however that works. No, so, yeah. they are used. Even though I'm not a big, big on Biden, I would really like someone with half a brain to yeah. do this again. I mean, you would have with Biden a white right wing president, a normal one. Yeah. Like a normal conservative president. Yeah. That's still not good, but whatever that happening with I mean, those idea, morons is like clearly. <laughs> I mean, the idea was let's vote for Trump. Because he's so out of the field, so we will. The the idea is like the best thing that could happen with the Trump presidency is that he he brings in so much chaos that people wake up. But I think they really underestimated how much damage he could do mm. and how much damage he did. And I'm still not convinced that people aren't like um, going the same way again. And that's I mean, probably going to happen. I, I wish like that lots of um, Trump voters who would like 
went the, the protest vote route, now vote for Kanye. So if you voted Trump and you thought about Trump and Biden and thought like, okay, let's vote Trump again, go Kanye, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but I guess, honestly, I would love to see what Kanye does as a president. <laughs> but let's not let's still be weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not our problem right now. But I'm, I'm, I'm really afraid that it will become our problem. I mean, uh, Trump wants to get the American um, points, what's it called, deployed in Germany out. Oh, okay. And uh, we kind of need them for missile defense, apparently, against Russia. So, I don't know. I mean, we, I think we aren't afraid of a real war in our time, in our in Germany or in our presence because we haven't lived through it. But if you look at the history, we have brushed uh, real wars uh, in, in Europe and in the US over and over again. Mm. I mean, the, it, it could be just a matter of, of um, yeah, a matter of, I, I don't even want to <laughs> put any point into this. Um, it's just, it really makes me wary of what we are walking towards, especially considering that the climate still is a huge problem. Uh, but somehow we managed to build like something that's more urgent somehow, mm -hmm. so we can forget about the climate again until it's too late. Not even afraid that all the humans will will die. It's just it will be. Like it will cost so many lives. I think in Germany we will probably still survive somehow, but at what cost? I mean, it's so stupid and short-sighted. It's crazy. Yeah, of course, all these things are not gonna affect us first. Yeah, no. I don't know who Steve Nash is, but who is Steve Nash? Thanks. <laughs> Hopefully, he's a good-looking guy. <laughs> Uh, Basketball player. <laughs> Inject him with the Wuhan flu, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the uh, burn color. Mm. I don't know, but I like I basketball. I guess I kind of see it. <laughs> I was... Um, the, the Lord of the Rings dude um, that died... Um, would have been King and his brother. What's his name again? Faramir? Or yes, Faramir. Yeah. yeah, I was told I looked like Faramir. <laughs> yes, actually, I can see that too. <laughs> so what other suggestions do we have? James Blunt. <laughs> oh, I don't know how he looks now. Well, like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least these are like. <laughs> oh, get any from Russia. Yeah. <laughs> but, and of course, well, let me show you James Blunt. <laughs> that was a good one. Kenny Lee. Huh? <laughs> there has to be one way he has the longest share. 
Ah, oh, right, yeah. This could kind of my, my hair, hair color. <laughs> yes, okay. James Blunt is musical at all. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if this indie game dev thing doesn't work out, I'm just going to make indie mm. music. <laughs> Write a couple of sad songs. Sure. Denzel Washington. Yeah. Close enough, I guess. <laughs> So what does your list say? Uh, so, um, I realized that Rick and Morty started again. So they have the next part of the... You don't watch Rick and Morty, right? Because it's comic. But it's Dan Harmon. Well, I watched the first season. Hmm. Before it was good, but I was also kind of fatigued by the end of it. Hmm. So I didn't really keep up with it. Maybe I'll give that a try another time, but uh, it's a well, it's a brand of comedy that I'm not really looking for right now. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I really just love to get into it. Uh, I realized I can just uh, set up, maybe this sounds maybe like an elaborate way to advertise, but I just set up SV, no, what's it, VPN. Mm. Uh, no VPN. I, I, I use Winscribe, I think, because mm. you can get like up to 15 gigabytes or something for free and I, and I could watch like most of the episodes and I, I realized that Adult Swim, the website, is amazing. They have so much good stuff there and you can all watch everything for free at, if you are in the US. In Germany, you need a VPN mm. and yeah, yeah the, the, the 15 gigabytes were gone at, at the first day. I even had to find another way to watch the last episode. <laughs> I did, but but the yeah. nice thing about Windscribe, I used it also, um, but um, it's like really big, you can get ten gigabyte more per for a dollar. Hmm. So like I usually get for a month two dollars for it to have thirty. Because I think you can get up to eleven for free. I hmm. think there's a tweet option that never worked for me, where you can maybe get up to fifteen. Yeah, it did that. It worked for me. Ten That's why I, I got the fifteen too. But yeah, basically. 10 gigs per dollar and that's actually i don't mind that hmm. i hate paying for stuff <laughs> definitely <laughs> paying what a scam yeah yeah but uh yeah adults Swim website that's oh that's amazing they have so much good stuff on there they have like um they have really good anime mm -hmm. they have um uh, China IL, I think, which is, I mean, obviously, this is nothing for you. I, I know you don't like that stuff, but it's so funny. It's really fun. It's really unique and different and um, out of the the left side. I don't know how to, to yeah. They have Bushwick Adventures, mm -hmm. which are, um, what's that? Uh, is it Canadian? Australian? Yeah, Australian. So they have the Australian accent and they're really, really weird. Just really weird. <laughs> just just stuff you can, you, you get stoned and you watch it and you love it. And that's just Adult Swim, I think. Good night. Yeah, good night. <laughs> <laughs> ah, adult Swim. So great. Uh, mm. Real shame that we can't just watch it in Germany. Man. <sighs> Life is rough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Okay, that didn't take too long. But uh, <laughs> uh, did you realize that the climate change jam already started? 
And this is three months jam. Oh, I thought we were waiting for three months for it to start. No, I think you can just, you can already. What? Maybe, maybe take a look at it. But um, it what shenanigans like... are this? <clears throat> Let's see. What's going on? We want to have something we can. Yeah, well, we, ha we had a dinner before, so we are. We are pretty well fed right now, so it's just beer from here on out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks. Um, were they talking to us? I feel like they were talking to each other a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah. I guess we all had some food. <laughs> Yay for food! I like Yay. food. Do you like food? I do like oh. food too much, as you can sort of see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I gotta get rid of this, this whole sitting inside, not doing anything, not going out, nothing to do but eat and drink. But were you doing anything else before? No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Still, eh, whatever. So what am I looking for? Climate. Yeah, I think you, you just go on the itch page, uh, look into what, what kind of... Because I, I, I couldn't find it um, on Google. There were multiple climate change um, trial error, could be it. Yeah, I, yeah. Damn it! <laughs> it's just, oh, submissions do. Yeah. Uh, oh, ooh. So we okay, wait. Let me, yeah. let me do the old, the old switcheroo. Yeah. Aha. So that, that's a I cool did not realize this. game jam of our. Friends Bunnies. and colleagues. Yes. Aha. So yes, climate change trial and error. Look yeah. for that. I was also waiting. <laughs> yeah, if we if I didn't stumble over it, I guess we had <laughs> we would have waited before it's gone. For sure. <laughs> for sure. So it was just like a couple of days or something. I mean three months is a bit excessive for a game jam, right? I guess it's a, it's an easygoing one. Not so much stress, just an hour here and there. So start three days before? Up to you, say. <laughs> no, I need the pressure. I can't, I can't work like this with time. That's a, your problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can work without the pressure and then the pressure just... Yeah, and then you need to take a break. You can't do pressure <laughs> every day. That goes without saying, I feel. <laughs> Yes. I'd love to yeah. find like a, a balanced way to work, but <sighs> balance. Yes, of course. Yes, it, it's really finding balance is really hard because you are never at a point where you have everything in complete balance. Mm -hmm. And like trying to find a point um, for me um, became a stressful thing in of itself. Of course, because I wanted to reach that point where I don't have to do anything anymore. I've I do like yoga in the morning, then uh, I work and then I, I do whatever I wanted to do else, meditate and uh, go into the, in the, in the gym and then I go uh, rock climbing and then uh, make love to my girlfriend and then I, I've done everything for the day and the next day is exactly the same, so it's perfect and I don't have to worry about anything anymore. And yeah, I have come to realize that it will not happen. Balance means adjusting every day a little bit and 
letting go of stuff that doesn't work anymore for you and getting new things into your life and accepting that the change um yeah for example yeah i think i need a, a new a new way to do the sports for i think i, I might i mean uh played frisbee with friends and they have a ultimate frisbee thing every wednesday maybe start ultimate frisbee that's that's a lot of fun mm. do you know what jagger is maybe maybe what well, search for jagger <laughs> so Jagger, Jagger is I think is the hardcore sport for um, live action role players with double G it started from a movie um, I'm sure you, you, you've seen them with like Red Race or Death Race or something like that Jason Statham no not the new one <laughs> an old one and so the the game is about two teams and they have different weapons uh -huh. and if you hit someone else with a weapon he has to sit down and then you can revive him by touching him if you're from the same team and the weapons are shield and sword two-handed sword staff and um which is basically like a, a chain ball ball on a chain uh, you can throw around and obviously like like because it's a, a it's a conflict again it's it's <laughs> kind of ritualized sportified violence it's so much fun it's so exciting and it's it's exhausting <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> Do you, are you sharing the pictures? Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure I am. Yeah, if you go yes. to the yeah, if you go to the go back to the videos, I think they they had like a couple of highlight videos. Um, Beklopteste <laughs> Sportart der Welt. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the Rigor Mortis versus Hobbits final. Yeah. So that, that, that's a YouTuber who does this very cool thing. They do pretty cool. Wow, 2009. 11 years ago. Yeah, they, they've been doing this for quite a while. I started on a festival uh, once, uh, so I only, only did it once. But it was so much fun. I did And there's one guy who, who's just a runner and he has an egg and he has to put the egg into um, into this goalie thing. There. And that's a goal. I think in the game it, it was like a um, in the game i mean in the movie it was a skull a human skull <laughs> so it was some, some um, post-apocalyptic trash movie or something <laughs> so as soon as you hit you have to sit down um, hmm. 
And it's really fun because, I mean, like most sports, they don't, just don't really grab me. I mean, shooting a ball. I mean, I like I love basketball. It's fun too, but it's not not as intense as this is. <laughs> Especially the chain, the chain thing, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Looks fun. So that's what you're gonna play yeah. into? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> I know that there's a group in Leipzig. I think they, they were uh, training Thursday. Everyone could join uh, last year. Uh, I'm not sure what they are doing this year. I have to to look into it. I mean, with Corona, like most sports, were on the hiatus anyway. No idea when they start. Mm. But yeah, maybe maybe like the best sport for real gamers because. This really is the, the gamer's game. <laughs> sport. I see. Wow. Oh. So, is that all you got? Uh, yeah, basically. Did you play anything this past week? I continued playing um, Light in the Woods. Mm -hmm. Still like it a lot, but I don't know, maybe because I took a break, uh, it really doesn't grab me anymore that much. Mm. I think you, with these games you have to stick to it, like play it like every day a little bit. Yeah. But I found that they they ha they made it really neat that um, you always live through a day and then you go back to bed. So this is like the perfect time to stop playing. And then if you start and you're not like in the middle of something and don't know what it is, but you, you can uh, experience everything like naturally again yeah and yeah I think that that's a pretty cool um, way to um, to work around this this problem with games being you know 30 40 hours long I mean a lot of people like um, compare games to movies yeah but uh, the better comparison is uh, games and TV series because they are just much longer and so you need another uh, a rhythm that's very different. You can't do like a 40-hour game. I, I don't think you can do a 40-hour game with three acts. If you're, I mean, there can be three acts, but every like hour or two needs to have its three acts as well to keep you grabbed in. And you need um, proper points to stop playing uh, and, and be able to start again without like being too disoriented, I think. Yeah. And I don't think too many people are really mindful of this right now. So I really appreciated the the um, night in the woods having this rhythm to it. Yeah, specifically what I see a lot is that games need something to re-teach you the controls and stuff. Hmm. Um, and I actually have that problem too, like I played Spec Ops The Line I'm pretty sure like 80% through mm. then I stopped and I kind of picked didn't pick it up for a while and then I tried again and I didn't have the all the moves anymore and I was immediately like uh, I don't know do, do so I want to look them up playing and, a controller or on, on mouse and I think I was playing on PC but it kept just giving me the controller prompts and okay. so I was like that's weird but this is so complicated probably not but it's just another 
barrier to re-entry basically yeah and i mean i'm just saying like uh if it's a first person shooter it should like yeah but you have special moves to like hide somewhere to do certain things and Uh all this kind of stuff and um and then you know i was already like okay i mean i didn't pick it up again for a reason right Mm -hmm. because i was not not that motivated and then i fired up again then i have to like relearn the control scheme need need to relearn all this stuff and that's true and yeah, and that was just like, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try another time, basically. And that time never came. <laughs> and, and yeah, I guess, I mean, we don't have that problem yet. The things are very self-explanatory in a way. And of course, the spells you can look up always. Yeah. But I think in general, I think the the menu tutorial should come back. Basically, mm. I think we at some point started, oh, everything has to be integrated. Like, you start the game, you learn it in the beginning, but then if you make a break in the middle and you forgot everything, it would be nice, like, I think... Just an option to re-enable or maybe even... like You just you, have a separate screen. menu, basically. Like, I remember in Settlers of Catan, you had, like, a whole section of just tutorials mm. that you could play. I think in Thief, I believe you could play the tutorial separately. Or was it just a level if you start the game? I don't know. But uh, basically that you have an option in the menu for tutorial, Mm. which you can play, you don't have to, which would also take care of this annoying, how do we incorporate tutorials that are helpful for new players that are not annoying for people who already know all of this. Yeah. And that's really, I don't see a reason why not. Because if you need it in the middle of it. I give you the reason why not. I I see your point, that it's great that you can always come back to it. Mm -hmm. But um, when I started the game, um, what what was it called again? Um, Wayward something. Outbound. It's a role-playing game. I thought it might be like in the gothic vein, like maybe even uh, Monster Hunter slash Skyrim. Uh-huh. So you have a huge world, but you have also like, you have a backpack and you have to, to throw down the backpack to fight. That's one thing I read about it. So I want to do the tutorial and the tutorial is huge. And I immediately got like, oh no. And it was the most boring tutorial as well. You could like follow the line and then you can go into this room to, to learn how to shoot with the bow and you go in this room, you learn how to fight with an axe or whatever and yeah i never played the game because it, it's just too boring i, I love but i mean that's an argument against bad tutorials yeah but if you if you um separate the tutorial from the game i mean okay if you if you can make a tutorial that's so fun that people are um lo- love it why not put it in the game i mean i feel like most for example for for the wizard like most of the stuff you need to learn you can do with an overlay very sure. easily and then we can just allow you to enable the overlay again and it's much more natural than than having to play something different as i said i think the wizard doesn't need a separate tutorial because everything is so like if you understood once that you have to drag the tiles to walk then you mm. basically understood the game and I even think like years later you remember that because just seeing it again, you're going to be like, oh, right, I dragged this. Yeah. There's no special moves or key combinations that you need. Yeah. And so I've very I've, into it. I, I think so. I think you have to tell people about certain things. Mm. 
Um, but I actually think most people would even be fine without a tutorial at all. Yeah. I mean, the double click to wait, for example, that's maybe something you would uh, need to tell people is who would try that necessarily, right? But um, yeah, double click is, is, is a hidden function. I mean, yes, like in game design terms. Yeah, but everything else is so obvious that it's, it's good to point out, but really you don't necessarily need it. Like yes. even the people who played on Master for the first time and, you know, get lost about, oh my God, this level is so hard. <laughs> um, they still manage to get to that level because they figure out how to, how it works, right? Mm. So. Well, I mean, the spellcasting is, is something you need, really need to figure out. I mean, how to get it running, that you have to click and hold, that's also hidden. Yeah, but, but we never had a single, we had a bunch of people complain who the graveyard is too hard, but we ne never had a single person who complained, I don't know how to cast a spell. I think we had one. I think we had a couple, and then we, we thought about like disabling the uh, master, the hardest difficulty for people who didn't finish the game. But I thought we would wanted to do that because people would start on because they didn't realize that master was like actually hard. Yeah. That it wasn't a challenge to say, "Oh, you're not a real gamer if you play on easy or yeah. adept." Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, but but still, even mm. those who made that mistake foolishly figured it out. So I feel like everything's super intuitive. So the hints are nice, but not needed. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think a good game really explains itself that you don't need a lot of tutorial. I mean, that spec up the lines has so many different keys that you have to press for special operations. And I mean, especially with a first person shooter, you can always um, blend them in if you get into the range of something you can interact with. So you don't have to really remember that. I think that that's a it's a problem with how the the input is set up. Uh, like first person shooters, they suffer a lot from that. There are so many first person shooters, and that first person shooter games are really adapt on playing the game. Like the the WASD control is so natural for people that they don't realize that people who haven't played a game with this yet. They have troubles like just aligning the fingers. Like my girlfriend mm -hmm. is really struggling, walking forward, and then she has to look to walk down uh, backwards again because she doesn't remember that it's just underneath. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Oh well. It's something to consider at least. <laughs> yeah. Um. Otherwise, I did play a couple of games. I. I'm almost through Auditorium, which I'm not enjoying that much, I must say. What, what was that again? Okay, let me bring it up. Actually, since I have the actual game, I may as well bring up the actual game. Do you think we should add like names to our... to our, so people know who we are? Like yeah. they can, who cares? They can... They call us the bald guy and the one with hair, so <laughs> I guess that's... Okay, then. We look different enough that I think. So now we have the James Blunt and right. I haven't had any guesses yet on who I look like. I did get Big Show once, if you know that wrestler. Big Show? There's a wrestler of Big Show. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a, the Big Show show now on Netflix. <laughs> 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 okay. 
<laughs> Didn't get that uh, recommended yet. <laughs> what? Why is this not opening? Okay, I think that's gonna be sound now. Shield your ears, people. Yes. Oh, may oh no. Awesome. I muted it. What's okay. that? That is auditorium. Wait, let me enable it for all the nice people to see. Yes. What? No. Yeah, sorry, I'm controlling everything from my phone. So this is like a little bit less quick than usual. All right, so that's auditorium. And basically what you, okay, this is like a very late level, so I'm probably not gonna be able to like do this on a whim, but you have these modifiers, Ooh. right? And you can like, scale them and see and now I'm shooting the things where I want them to be. <laughs> uh -huh, interesting. And so I told him let me try to So you need to move fill this. up all the bars. Exactly. And so you basically have to figure out how to place them to get all of them filled up. And like this is one that just shoots back the Thing, but also colors you can see that with the outline mm -hmm. um but as i said this is like the final level and i haven't figured it out yet but uh but this is how you do it right you just try to fill up everything and it's usually with music you have sound like when it fills it up you mm -hmm. hear it's like nice piano play oh, piano. it's by the it's by the people who made splice ah right so mm, cool i think their first game but while it is kind of cool and there is i kind of enjoyed it in the beginning uh, the more i played it the more i became frustrated with how loose everything feels mm. like there doesn't seem to be like a set solution you just kind of nudge and work around and sometimes you know, the, all the particles, they come kind of randomized. So mm. sometimes I just let it run for two minutes until the thing fills up. Oh, okay. Until I need it, you know, if the yeah. speed isn't quite there or something. Mm. And it just feels a little bit slapdash. And mm. I actually had the same problem with Trine 2. Trine 1, I really enjoyed. It's the one where you play as three different characters that you can mm. morph into. Also has a co-op. Um, tried it, but it was a bit hard to play. <laughs> and... Well, I guess it was also the second part, you know, because you can conjure up like boxes and things mm. like that. And at some point I felt like I'm getting through the level with basically hex. Mm. Like that isn't necessarily the solution the game wanted. I'm just kind of using what I have to like work around it. Sometimes that, that can feel nice like to trick the game to... to... And to me, to me it feels I'm not doing it right. And mm. that's, that's what that starts bugging me. I'm not feeling like I'm solving it. Mm. I'm feeling like I'm hacking it. And mm. that, then it's like, okay, then I'm not playing the game like it's supposed to. I mean, I'm sure this is supposed to be like this. But to mm. me, it feels so loose yeah. that it doesn't... Nah, it's not mm. as fun. So, I mean, it's definitely a cool thing. I would recommend people like give it a look. But, um, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? I had this idea, I mean, 
There are too, there aren't too many um, rhythm games, right? Mm. And then I watched, uh, right, um, Lady Dynamite, TV the series mm -hmm. on uh, Netflix. Oh, it's still it's so great. I love it. Is it? So it looks great. so <laughs> Oh, it's so great. I mean, maybe it's not your humor, but it's just it's kind of like the Dan Harmon stuff. It's really playing off on all the tropes and really putting a spin on on like what you would expect. And then, uh, but going okay. going really deeply into um, the whole bipolar stuff and healthy um, healthy relationships between people, but by like showing her and how she's unable to do it and like screwing things up, and but then going completely crazy just the minute after it, like like this this combination is great. But uh, that's not what I wanted. To. <laughs> so she. She uh, in in one uh, episode she is briefly forced into doing the lighting for someone who um, does a, a stage show. Uh -huh. And I thought like, is there a game, a rhythm game, where you do the lighting for a band? Ooh. Because that should be pretty awesome. You can still go dun 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 dun, and you're, you're not like making the music. So if you fail, it doesn't like screw up the music, which sounds bad. But you can like light the the people performing, which I think could be pretty cool. Our audio is out of sync. How? Yeah, how? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, thanks for the mm. info. I don't think we can do much about it. I don't think so either, because it should just. I mean, it take it's taking it straight. There's nothing where. Hmm. Where it could be delayed. So not it's not really that much delayed, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was uh, a cheap gesture, but uh, hmm. the cheap joke that probably didn't work, but Ah well. Yeah. We won't know until we try. Can we do something like that? A rhythm? Probably. I mean we you have enough music, right? I have so much music. Yeah. Like cheap three D game. Where you have lights and then I don't know how the band should look. Maybe we find some cool. Well, you could I even... have the thing with the dancing six that isn't really doing anything, <laughs> right? <That's laughs> probably. I mean, that's actually perfect for it. <laughs> Trying to <laughs> just use the six and then wire up the the lighting. Oh, Inkita is there. Hello. Hey. <laughs> yes, we decided to hang out today. Yes. Responsibly, of course, because in our parts of the world, Corona has actually gone back a bit. In Leipzig, we mentioned it earlier, it's yeah. almost gone. And yeah, not in Berlin, though. Sorry, Ankita. <laughs> so, yeah, are, so stay at home. People are getting crazy in Berlin again. I've heard. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not in Berlin, but yeah, my friends in Berlin told me it's getting crazy again. Mm. But yes, sure. Yeah, rhythm games are interesting. Yeah. I mean... Ooh, maybe something for the hypnotic summer jam. Mm. Oh. Where's well, my idea then, right? Yeah, of course, I want to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think, like, we really should try to, to make a game in each genre that exists. In one jam, or...? No, in one jam. <laughs> Over the course of our career. Here. All right, sure. Because, like, oh, learning stuff 
um, and doing. I mean, also like doing the same game over and over again is kind of boring. <laughs> sure. Um, then the other game I played, uh, mm -hmm. Broken Sword, one and two. Like two, I'm not quite through yet. Uh, point and click adventure. Mm -hmm. It's and old. It's really old school, right? Yeah, I think they came out ninety six, ninety seven. Okay, so uh, no, only old school. But the, but yeah, there were director's cuts and they updated the graphics and, mm. but not a lot, I think. I tried to find what it looked like before, and I think it's mostly some character images when they talk and mm. such. And I don't think they're very good. Uh, Gameplay-wise, they're fine, but I just I can't stand the writing, basically. Hmm. It is... I mean, it's obviously quite sexist and racist. Um, but, you know, back in the day, they all were like that. Uh, you can't judge them for that. Uh, and, yeah, it's... I don't, I don't understand what... And it's weird because, I mean, it's from the same people, I think, who did Beneath a Steel Sky. Mm. And I did enjoy that game. Um, but it's also been forever. Female characters in that, right? If there are any, I don't remember yeah, them. So that's why there is no sexism. <laughs> that's also the main character in Broken Sword. It's such a weird... I mean, that has to be an author insert. You know? Like, mm -hmm. a, because... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just really awkward. Like um, he, so he meets this journalist, French journalist, who tells him right from the start, okay, we're gonna work together, but it's just gonna be work. And he's like starting to be jealous of friends she has, and then in the next part, like it doubles down on that. Like, oh, he's such a creep, and he's sending her underwear. And oh, let me guess, <laughs> in the end, he's right. Yeah, no, that's how the game treats it. Like he's oh. right about these things, and. Like, it even, and that's what the weirdest part was, like, the game even acknowledges, like, she's at one point kidnapped and tied up, and he just kisses her, and she's like, hey, you took advantage of me while I was tied up, and then it's like, oh, okay, so you understand this to some degree, but it's then acted as if this is totally cool, because, oh, I thought we were gonna die, and the one thing that I thought I would never get to do was kiss you, and, and then it's just dropped, and it's just so... Well, it's fine then. Awkward. <laughs> It's so weird. And then, yeah, no, the next part just wants to make this guy who's the competitor that he's just randomly jealous of, huh. like randomly jealous of, wants to make them so creepy, but it's actually like medium. Like they don't even manage to make him that. Hmm. It's like just normal stuff. And he's just like, oh, and I heard you were meeting him a lot and stuff like that, like totally like a possessive, jealous and also, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, like if he's supposed to be like Guybrush, kind of a bumbling mm. idiot, but yeah. but then it Probably. isn't treated like that at all. Like he acts like that, and in one moment I'm sure, okay, this is supposed to be, he's dumb, but then in the next one that's like totally, I don't know, it's so strange. It's like basically nerds writing stories about themselves where they're kind of cool, you know? mm -hmm. where being a nerd is awesome. <laughs> and it's, it's, ugh. Gameplay-wise, it's fine. Puzzle-wise, it's fine. Hmm. Um, as I said, it looks nice, but just the writing and everything is just... I am 
And you know, usually I don't like to shit on games, but I guess since it's 25 years old, I'm sure the people are gonna be fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they think, feel about it today. I saw there's a new, there's a sequel to Beneath the Steel Sky coming out, Beyond the Steel Sky. I think it was just announced. It's also a game, uh, Beneath the Steel Sky, you can play on Linux. I know that. I played it on Linux. Ooh, I played it on my phone. But I didn't play it through. Because I think it's one of the free games that you come with Dropbox or that you can download for Dropbox. Really? The free game? Uh, Dropbox? Dustbox, sorry. Ah, all right. Dustbox. Dustbox, <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> you mean Scum? Scum yeah. VM. Scum See, VM, I get yeah. so confused about is... all my ways to play old games. <laughs> Scum VM is, is uh, Linux software that found its way right. to Windows as well and stuff. I'm not sure if this is really the case, but that's how I feel. <laughs> well, then it must be true. <laughs> My feelings don't care about your facts. These are facts based on feelings. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, I guess that's all we get for today. We did make it to the two hour mark. Good stuff. No. Do you think two hours is too long? No. Maybe we should do just do one? Uh-uh. Okay. No, no. So that's My wife is already complaining that we don't do enough. Oh. <laughs> Hi, bye. <laughs> Hello. Um. <laughs> Reddit poll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do, do you want to look at the Reddit poll? Nah, next time. Ah, Reddit poll about how long we should play. Oh, right. Yes. Nah, we can do that next time. We are done for today. We have we have some more drinking to do. So yeah, movies to watch. And to do this responsibly, we don't flaunt it. We don't advertise yeah. alcoholism. To I mean, we we do it too much already. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's fine. It's a sports drink. It's got electrolytes. Mmm, electrolytes. Well then. Um, no, that's it, right? Was yeah. Any last thought? Stay safe, wishlist our game, and don't vote, vote for Kanye. Except if you wanted to vote for Trump. Yeah, then <laughs> go ahead. So that's the message for the but Even then, just vote Biden. He's no, already a conservative. But, uh, I mean, the most important thing still is wishlisting our game. That well, not maybe, maybe not the most important thing. But exactly. That's <laughs> thankfully you can see what I'm about to do. So. <laughs> that's important for us personally, but we are very privileged, yes. so you don't have to worry about us. Instead. Okay. And after, oh no, yes, wishlist our game, and then go look at the Black Lives Matter movement and the Yemen crisis and. Do something. Do some yeah. good. I mean, it's not too hard. Sign a petition. Exactly. If you're in the US or something, you can text and call and do stuff. Um, donate if you have money. Really, if you have money, it's not too much to, to distribute it. And we live in a capitalist society that we can't get out of so easily. Yeah. So we really should try to um, re... We redistribute our resources. So if you are yes. privileged, you live in a 
like in Germany, for example, where we have a lot of, um, well, health care and all these cool systems that keep us safe, it, it's very easy to just donate a little bit to... Yes, and I believe donations are tax deductible. So you, be, you really are. are saving money. And the rich people do it too. So feel like a rich person, <laughs> well, donate your... Well, uh, they are doing it very annoyingly. But yeah. I guess we can talk about that another time. Right. Yes. Uh, see you next time. Thanks for joining yeah. us. And yeah. Don't forget to be a good person. Bye. Bye-bye.